Canto Seventh of the White Doe of Ryleston by William Wordsworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Thou spirit, whose angelic hand was to the harp a strong command, call the submissive strings to wake in glory for this maiden's sake. Say, spirit, whither hath she fled to hide her poor afflicted head? What mighty forest in its gloom enfolds her? Is a rifted tomb within the wilderness her seat? Some island which the wild waves beat? Is that the sufferer's last retreat? Or some aspiring rock that shrouds its perilous front in mists and clouds? High-climbing rock, deep sunless dale, sea, desert, what do these avail? Oh, take her anguish and her fears into a calm recess of years! tis done despoil and desolation o'er ryleston's fair domain have blown the walks and pools neglect hath sown with weeds the bowers are overthrown or have given way to slow mutation while in their ancient habitation the norton name hath been unknown the lordly mansion of its pride is stripped the ravage hath spread wide through park and field perishing that mocks the gladness of the spring and with this silent gloom agreeing there is a joyless human being of aspect such as if the waste were under her dominion placed upon a primrose bank her throne of quietness she sits alone there seated may this maid be seen among the ruins of a wood erewhile a covert bright and green and where full many a brave tree stood that used to spread its boughs and ring with the sweet birds carolling behold her like a virgin queen neglecting in imperial state these outward images of fate and carrying inward a serene and perfect sway through many a thought of chance and change that hath been brought to the subjection of a holy though stern and rigorous melancholy the like authority with grace of awfulness is in her face there hath she fixed it yet it seems to o'ershadow by no native right that face which cannot lose the gleams lose utterly the tender gleams of gentleness and meek delight and loving-kindness ever bright such is her sovereign mien her dress her vest with woollen cincture tied a hood of mountain wool undyed is homely fashioned to express a wandering pilgrim's humbleness and she hath wandered long and far beneath the light of sun and star hath roamed in trouble and in grief driven forward like a withered leaf yea like a ship at random blown to distant places and unknown but now she dares to seek a haven among her native wilds of craven hath seen again her father's roof and put her fortitude to proof the mighty sorrow has been born and she is thoroughly forlorn her soul doth in itself stand fast sustained by memory of the past and strength of reason held above the infirmities of mortal love undaunted lofty calm and stable and awfully impenetrable and so beneath a mouldered tree a self-surviving leafless oak 
but unregarded age from stroke of ravage saved sat emily there did she rest with head reclined herself most like a stately flower such have i seen whom chance of birth hath separated from its kind to live and die in a shady bower single on the gladsome earth when with a noise like distant thunder a troop of deer came sweeping by and suddenly behold a wonder for of that band of rushing deer a single one in mid-career hath stopped and fixed its large full eye upon the lady emily a doe most beautiful clear white a radiant creature silver bright thus checked a little while it stayed a little thoughtful pause it made and then advanced with stealth-like pace drew softly near her and more near stopped once again but as no trace was found of anything to fear even to her feet the creature came and laid its head upon her knee and looked into the lady's face a look of pure benignity and fond unclouded memory it is thought emily the same the very doe of other years the pleading look the lady viewed and by her gushing thoughts subdued she melted into tears a flood of tears that flowed apace upon the happy creature's face o oh, moment ever blessed o oh, pair beloved of heaven heaven's choicest care this was for you a precious greeting for both a bounteous fruitful meeting joined are they and the sylvan doe can she depart can she forgo the lady once her playful peer and now her sainted mistress dear and will not emily receive this lovely chronicler of things long past delights and sorrowings lone sufferer will not she believe the promise in that speaking face and take this gift of heaven with grace that day the first of a reunion which was to teem with high communion that day of balmy april weather they tarried in the wood together and when ere fall of evening dew she from this sylvan haunt withdrew the white doe tracked with faithful pace the lady to her dwelling-place that nook where on paternal ground a habitation she had found the master of whose humble board once owned her father for his lord a hut by tufted trees defended where rylston brook with wharf is blended when emily by morning light went forth the doe was there in sight she shrunk with one frail shock of pain received and followed by a prayer did she behold saw once again shun will she not she feels will bear but wheresoever she looked round all now was trouble haunted ground so doth the sufferer deem it good even once again this neighbourhood to leave unwooed yet unforbidden the white doe followed up the vale up to another cottage hidden in the deep fork of Ammerdale, and there may emily restore herself in spots unseen before why tell of mossy rock or tree by lurking dembrook's pathless side haunts of a strengthening amity that calmed her cheered and fortified 
for she hath ventured now to read of time and place and thought and deed endless history that lies in her silent follower's eyes who with a power like human reason discerns the favourable season skilled to approach or to retire from luke's conceiving her desire from luke deportment voice or mien that vary to the heart within if she too passionately writhed her arms or over deeply breathed walked quick or slowly every mood in its degree was understood then well may their accord be true and kindly intercourse ensue oh surely it was a gentle rousing when she by sudden glimpse espied the white doe on the mountain browsing or in the meadow wandered wide how pleased when down the straggler sank beside her on some sunny bank how soothed when in thick bower enclosed they like a nested pair reposed fair vision when it crossed the maid within some rocky cavern laid the dark cave's portal gliding by white as the whitest cloud on high floating through the azure sky what now is left for pain or fear that presence dearer and more dear did now a very gladness yield at morning to the dewy field while they side by side were straying and the shepherd's pipe was playing and with a deeper peace endued the hour of moonlight solitude with her companion in such frame of mind to Ryleston back she came and wandering through the wasted groves received the memory of old loves undisturbed and undistressed into a soul which now was blessed with a soft spring day of holy mild delicious melancholy not sunless gloom or unenlightened but by tender fancies brightened when the bells of Ryleston played their sabbath music god us aid that was the sound they seemed to speak inscriptive legend which i ween may on those holy bells be seen that legend and her grandsire's name and oftentimes the lady meek had in her childhood read the same words which he slighted at that day but now when such sad change was wrought and of that lonely name she thought the bells of Ryleston seemed to say while she sat listening in the shade with vocal music god us aid and all the hills were glad to bear their part in this effectual prayer nor lacked she reason's firmest power but with the white doe at her side up doth she climb to norton tower and thence looks round her far and wide her fate there measures all is stilled the feeble hath subdued her heart behold the prophecy fulfilled fulfilled and she sustains her part but here her brother's words have failed here hath a milder doom prevailed that she of him and all bereft hath yet this faithful partner left this single creature that disproves his words remains for her and loves if tears are shed they do not fall for loss of him for one or all yet sometimes sometimes doth she weep move gently in her soul's soft sleep a few tears down her cheek descend for this her last and living friend 
bless tender hearts their mutual lot and bless for both this savage spot which emily doth sacred hold for reasons dear and manifold here hath she here before her sight close to the summit of this height the grassy rock encircled pound in which the creature first was found so beautiful the spotless thrall a lovely youngling white as foam that it was brought to rylston hall her youngest brother led it home the youngest then a lusty boy brought home the prize and with what joy but most to bolton's sacred pile on favouring night she loved to go there ranged through cloister court and aisle attended by the soft-paced doe nor did she fear in the still moonshine to look upon saint mary's shrine nor on the lonely turf that showed where francis slept in his last abode for that she came there oft and long she sat in meditation strong and when she from the abyss returned of thought she neither shrunk nor mourned was happy that she lived to greet her mute companion as it lay in love and pity at her feet how happy in her turn to meet that recognition the mild glance beamed from that gracious countenance communication like the ray of a new morning to the nature and prospects of the inferior creature a mortal song we frame by dower encouraged of celestial power power which the viewless spirit shed by whom we were first visited whose voice we heard whose hand and wings swept like a breeze the conscious strings when left in solitude erewhile we stood before this ruined pile and quitting unsubstantial dreams sang in this presence kindred themes distress and desolation spread through human hearts and pleasure dead dead but to live again on earth a second and yet nobler birth dire overthrow and yet how high the reascent in sanctity from fair to fairer day by day a more divine and loftier way even such this blessed pilgrim trod by sorrow lifted towards her god uplifted to the purest sky of undisturbed mortality her own thoughts loved she and could bend a dear look to her lowly friend there stopped her thirst was satisfied with what this innocent spring supplied her sanction inwardly she bore and stood apart from human cares but to the world returned no more although with no unwilling mind help did she give at need and joined the wharfdale peasants in their prayers at length thus faintly faintly tied to earth she was set free and died thy soul exalted emily maid of the blasted family rose to the god from whom it came in rylston church her mortal frame was buried by her mother's side most glorious sunset and a ray survives the twilight of this day in that fair creature whom the fields support and whom the forest shields who having filled the holy place partakes in her degree heaven's grace and bears a memory and a mind raised far above the law of kind 
haunting the spots with lonely cheer which her dear mistress once held dear loves most what emily loved most the enclosure of this churchyard ground here wanders like a gliding ghost and every sabbath here is found comes with the people when the bells are heard among the moorland dells finds entrance through yon arch where way lies open on the sabbath day here walks amid the mournful waste of prostrate altars shrines defaced and floors encumbered with rich show of fretwork imagery laid low paces softly or makes halt by fractured cell or tomb or vault by plate of monumental brass dim gleaming among weeds and grass and sculptured forms of warriors brave but chiefly by that single grave that one sequestered hillock green the pensive visitant is seen there doth the gentle creature lie with those adversities unmoved calm spectacle by earth and sky in their benignity approved and i methinks this hoary pile subdued by outrage and decay looks down upon her with a smile a gracious smile that seems to say thou thou art not a child of time but daughter of the eternal prime end of canto seventh